0: And welcome, everyone, to another episode of All Things PNW Real Estate. I'm here, Jamal, and my co host, Adam. And we are here with.
1: Gabriella. Hi,
0: Gabriella. How are you today?
1: I'm doing terrific. Good, thank thank you. you. Thank you for asking. Of course. Yeah. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. You're making me feel special.
2: <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, this is a. Uh... I've, ever since
1: you agreed to this, I've been really looking forward to this episode. Yeah. Oh gosh. You're
0: making my day. <laughs> well, yeah. To be honest, you're one of our very first uh, real interview guests. We've interviewed a lot of people from our own offices, and uh, but yeah, you're you're somebody who's out there, you know, in the field and doing your thing. And so, uh, would you mind telling us and our listeners, kind of a little bit of background, who who you are and what you're about?
1: Yes. Well. Uh... Um, My name is Gabriela. Gabriela Men. I was born and raised in Mexico. Um, I moved here to the U.S. in 1996 when I got married. I was very fortunate to uh, be able to go to college in Mexico. I got my degree in international trade. And then when I moved here to the U.S., I came to find out that my degree from Mexico really really didn't mean much, meaning that I had to go back to school. So I put myself back to school and I graduated from PSU in 2004, so do the math. It did take me some time to get there, but I did it. And um, I got my degree in business finance, and um, I worked from 1998 to 2015 in the insurance and financial services for many, many years. So I think it was the right right foundation for uh, real estate. I, you know, thanks to the fact that I had that that background in insurance and finances. I feel that I can you know, really advocate for homeownership and really guiding my clients, either buyers or sellers. So I am married, I have been married for almost 27 years, I have two kids, thank you, uh, my daughter Bella, she's 19 and she's now in her second year in college, and my son Nicholas, he's 17, he's a senior in high school. So yeah, that's my story. Nice.
0: That's incredible. So, what was your first and introduction to real estate? How did you end up becoming a realtor?
1: Well, you know, I I feel that I I I feel that it was something really in, inside for a very long time. It's scary when you you know made a when you are in in a very stable job and you have everything financially set up to make the switch to commission commission based. Yeah. But it, for me, it was really like uh, the last few years of um, my my you know doing what I was doing, which is insurance and financial services. I felt that I had already reached as far as I could go, unless I wanted to move outside the city, yep. and I didn't want to do that because you know family, my kids are. You know had been raised in this community my my husband is an only child and my in-laws live fairly close so for me the possibility of moving out of the studio to stay was not going to be something that was feasible so um just uh, you know it, it, i think it got to a point in which uh it was okay i mean you either can continue complaining about it or you have to do a change. Yeah, And I took, a you know, a little faith. I was very fortunate to be introduced to someone that is, uh, you know, uh, a very uh, well-known individual in real estate and really um, being a uh, learning from from this individual I felt that I had the best education Um, I uh, was hired to really just train people how to make appointments for the the brokers in my team and uh, I think it was the best really learning um, aspect of you know me being introduced to real estate because I learned how to make those phone calls instead appointments and you know those cold calls so that that grinding uh, hard work um, that was my foundation until the point that it like okay, I I had the kids at home, I'm babysitting them and coming to work to babysit and making sure uh, you know my inside cells are setting appointments for the agents is not what I wanted to do. So um, I made the decision of getting licensed and I became a producer in early 2016. So I have been doing real estate as a, as a broker a little bit over eight years now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I know. Uh... So the reason why we brought in, you're really a big part of the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, which is awesome. Uh, Can you kind of go into that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. Um, well, I have to tell you that we are very, very proud that we have finally been able to establish a chapter in Oregon uh, of um, National Association of Hispanic Realtors. Um, there were a few attempts in the past to get it established, but for one or another reason, it just didn't happen. But this thing around last year, we were able to, to get it done and we are officially a chapter. Um, And I am very proud of this accomplishment because we were able to really um, diversify who are members of the board. Uh, Our really board directors is expanded all over Oregon. Our vice president, um, Crystal Sanchez, she's in Medford, our directors of event is um, in grants pass. We have our treasurer and uh, secretary, who are in Salem and our parliamentarian is in Eugene. So as you see, it's a pretty, you know, very comprehensive, yes. And that was really for us really, really important because we, I mean, we are everywhere, everywhere in the state. So we are outside Portland. There is a very, very large community of uh, Hispanic Latinos. So we wanted to really um, represent the communities and do a fair representation um, including, you know, rural areas in, in the state of Oregon. So, getting this chapter established took a lot of hard work, uh, but we got it done.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. i kind of thinking just to all of the Hispanic community, uh, because I grew up in Corvallis. Mm-hmm. My mom was the uh, English um, second language teacher, mm-hmm. and so pretty involved in that community. And then I went to Southern Oregon, mm-hmm. and pretty large Hispanic mm-hmm. population. I played a lot of soccer down there. and. Um, correct you know and correct me if i'm wrong is the hispanic population in Oregon the quickest growing
1: yes minority yes yeah. that is correct
0: yeah so it seems like a pretty awesome place to be as far as establishing a central group as far as somebody to go to for resources and all of that
1: 100 percent, and not, not only the largest uh growing minority um each we are the youngest uh, as um, nearly 60% of the Hispanic population overall is under the age of 45. So that that, that gives you an idea of how young our community really is and, and that really that potential that we have an opportunity that we have to to help that community. Um, in the next 20 years, 7 out of 10 new homeowners are going to be Hispanics, so that that's a pretty yeah a good market to big, really understand it and really, you know, gear and prepare us to serve them properly.
2: Yeah, and the fact, I mean, now that you guys are in Oregon, that's, that's huge. Uh, now, being in Oregon, how, how can a buyer
1: utilize this program? Well, the mission, the number one mission of uh, Nareb is um, to advance Hispanic um, sustainable home ownership by educating and empowering uh, realtors. Now, why why is that important? Because is um, I feel that our community for a very long time has been underserved, underrepresented, and underestimated. And I just want to say underestimated because really the value uh, and the power that as a community uh, we have to impact you know economics and in, in so many aspects of the countries is quite powerful, and the numbers really tell you that. Um, it's needed that that we prepare. Uh, realtors, lenders, title companies to serve this community properly Uh, and what do I mean properly? To serve them for the right reasons uh, to really want the community to advance and not for other reasons. Uh, Unfortunately there are um, people that you know call themselves professionals but They take advantage of our community, so um, for us, it's really important that the consumer know who we are, and that you know, at the moment that you are dealing or um, being served by one of us, that the value and in, in, in that quality and the ethics are going to be there to represent you the right way. So I think it's very important that for the consumer. I always tell my clients when you are going to hire whoever you hire, look at who they are, look what reviews, what what people have to set uh that just go with that first person that you get to meet.
2: Yeah. That's definitely like with my business, I try to really build that like, relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want just to just be a transaction. Like I want to have like the connection after a close. Like if you want to call you got a client today calling me. He's like, hey Holly I just wanna try i thinking about you mm-hmm. like, stuff like that is really important my business yeah it's a
0: relationship based industry I mean at the end of the day that's what that's what I mean at least if you have your part in the right place like that's what we try to at least you know uh, or aligned with the people we try to align ourselves with Um, speaking of value you bring to your clients and the way you present to them what are some of the obstacles that you see your clients face and how do you present um, you know, your, yourself to a way to overcome those.
1: I think education is still the, the key for so many, I mean, education is power, right? I think uh, what we are, um, or part of the reasons why we are not advancing it, we should be is education and education in all the aspects. Um, many, many um, members of our community, for example, if we are looking or thinking about buying a house, don't know that, there are several different type of programs that you could utilize and and use to really uh, get into a home. Many times our community don't even know where to start, uh, who to call, um, and in the mix of that, sometimes they get involved with wrong people that are not doing the things for the right reasons. I think education is 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 still the key. We have so much work to do. And again, part of our mission in, in Arab is that to really advance sustainable Hispanic homeownership by educating and empowering that consumer as well.
2: So with your uh, organization, do you guys hold like first time home buyer classes for clients that they can
1: Yes, and, I, you know, I just said we are very, very new. We we became a, a chapter just last August of 2023. Oh, wow. So we are beginning this year. This is, will be, a, you know, the first um, calendar year that we will be an active chapter. So part of what we are going to be doing for this year is mobilizing our realtors and our lenders to different areas of the state of Oregon. We are planning to do a big event in the July in the area in Medford because you were saying the numbers there are higher. We have a very large community that needs a lot of help. And from there, we will begin moving up um, you know, north. Um, that's one of the uh, big goals that we have for this year. Personally, I I myself, for my business, as my business plan for every year, I hold um, classes for first-time home buyers. In which I invite different agencies like Portland Housing Center, for example, and lenders that can offer or have options for my buyers. Uh, I have people that can serve from, you know, I think holder buyers to first time home buyers or, you know, investors to. I have resources available to provide that information for my um, clients and for the people that attend my first-time home buyer classes. So I do that uh, quarterly, um, preparing for my first one of the year in February. And you know, again, it's intended to be educational. I always tell my clients I'm not here for just a quick transaction. It's the relationships that you were saying. I want. You to think of me when the time comes to buy or to sell. um, It doesn't have to happen in 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. Just know that I'm too old to change profession. So by the time you decide to buy more lively, I'm gonna be around.
0: That's awesome. So just thinking on how much passion you have for what you do, where does that come from? Where does that all start?
1: I think I I had always called myself a little bit of a survivor. Uh, In that survivor, I I, I just feel that um, I had overcome a lot of um, obstacles in life. Uh, I, you know, I'm the oldest of four daughters, my mom was a single mom. And I think from a very early age for me was, you know, the options are, you know, getting you know, grinding and, and working hard and going to school, getting good grades, and I felt that, you know, everything had to be done a certain way. But always to, uh, to remember that nothing is granted in life, that you always have to work extremely hard for the things that you want to accomplish. And I feel um, many times in, you know, being an, um, uh, an immigrant, if you want, to, to this country, um, we had to work three times harder than, than other people just because you are an immigrant and you cannot change that. You always be an immigrant in this country. Therefore you need to prove and prove and prove again yourself that you know you are you are you deserve the opportunity, I guess. Um, and that's been always the way how I had seen things. I mean, going through my experience here in the schools in the US, for me it was a great privilege to be taking, I don't know, advanced finance classes or accounting with the students from all over the world. I mean, where did you get that opportunity? It was pretty, pretty amazing. I think many times, we just don't uh, stop to analyze that. Look how much you can learn from students coming all over the world to get an education in the U.S. And it's a privilege, really. is It's a privilege to have had the opportunity to go and have a, a college education in America. And, and those little things, it's like learning to appreciate what you have. Because when you had had experiences of living in countries outside the U.S., you realize the system is not perfect, but it's pretty, pretty good. And and you know, it, it still is a lot of opportunities. We just need to to find them and take advantage of them.
0: Yeah, all the perspective. That's super eye opening <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Where I went to school, I went to a school in Denver, and they had a really big, like, European population that came there. And, like, never even thought about it until you just settled. Like, yeah. That's great. Like, if you look around
1: your classroom, you have so many different, <laughs> like, religions. yeah. The cities. It's yeah. Pretty eye opening yeah. I know. I, I, I remember <laughs> a classmate I have which I don't remember what country, but it was in the Middle Eastern, and he was a prince, and one day he said, do you see this building? Well, my house is probably twice as big. Like, okay, that perspective, right? And then I have another classmate that uh, she was from Japan, and I remember it was the first time that I saw someone that close to me with a with a purse that she had paid, just paid. I mean, and probably that was 2002. I think she said she paid like $3,000. And I remember looking at her and I said, why? Why did you pay <laughs> <make> something? <laughs> like? And she just laughed, <laughs> like, but prospected again, and I had to tell you this, and my husband just make fun of me. I said, every time that I had to do group study, I had to study groups, or we had big assignments, I'm telling you, I'm, I like to to team up with, with foreigners, are in the students, and I think that's why, because they get things done. Like it's like, you know, it's like it's like, okay, it's, like it's not like okay, we do it later. Let's just hang out and go have a beer. No, it's like oh my god, I'm like love it. My
2: roommate in college was from uh, the French part of Switzerland. He was not very proactive like that. He was <laughs> so lazy. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna play video games and eat this bag of cheese. I was like. What about like homework or, like I played <laughs>
0: like, like, golf in college. I'm like, why don't we go practice at yeah. the indoor or something? But I like that. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I, mean, I think there's such a huge value, and I mean, at least being aware of everything else out there. I was lucky enough that well, might give you a little background on myself. My dad's from Cameroon, mm-hmm. and my mom was in the Peace Corps. That's where they met. Yeah. And then um, I was lucky enough to go travel over there when I was around seven, I think. Uh, and we got to go, and where he's from is a pretty small part of Cameroon because, in the country, Yaoundé yeah, is the capital. We mm-hmm. find there, and most of the resources and the money are in the capital. But then you leave, and it's like dirt roads. I think it's like 4% of the country is paved. And so, pretty eye opening, you know, once you go through those parts of the country and see how different everything is, especially as a young, you know impressionable kid and then you come back here and it's all everything's paved and you kind of realize oh my gosh we have it like you said I mean it's not perfect but I mean we have a lot of paved roads (laughs) we have a lot of good schools and resources and access to it and it's easy to when we're in it for so long to kind of forget that um, you know we're we're pretty fortunate.
1: A hundred percent I had the opportunity to go to the East Coast, uh, I really uh, visited uh, last summer, my, my daughter, I had to say this to everybody, my daughter, Bella, who is in her second year in college, uh, she was awarded an internship for NASA, for NASA, yes, yeah. um, last That's summer, cool. yes, yeah, in, in Virginia, so I, I took her there, and it just, now, granted, in the same country, it's just east site. but it was, like, also, eye opener, like we are so fortunate I and mean, like we complain about what we have, but it's beautiful over here. Yeah. It is. East Coast
2: is, I mean, like you said, it's the same, but it is so much
1: different than the yes. here. Yes. <laughs> the traffic, yes. The weather, yes. Like, yes. Boston, it's yes. <laughs> yes. And then the air, it doesn't breathe the same. No. It's like cloudy and it's Sticky. not necessarily because it's Sticky. a cloudy day, it's, yeah. it's just different. It is so pretty and the roads, like you said, like, you know, we complain about, you know, what we have to pay in taxes to have nice roads or decent roads. Well, it, it's, it's different. Yeah. yeah.
0: Going off the, like, now that we're talking about the PNW the real estate market, um, how is your outlook on this upcoming year?
1: Well, I mean, I... Uh, as many of us, we, we, I'm happy that 2023 is behind. I'm ready for 2024, and I want to keep my attitude very, very positive and to, you know, really focus on the things that I can control, which is my lead generation in my pipeline. Um, it's you know, I don't think the year is going to be much of a uh, of a change from what we saw last year. I, you know, hopefully rates will still be you know coming down, but that that is not a guarantee. We are hoping that there will be more inventory. I cannot control that, but I can control the sellers that I talk to and want to be ready when they are ready to lease their house. I think um I think for people that are able to afford mortgage payment today, because I know that the question is coming is do you think it's a good time to buy or, I think. Not for me. Okay. For me. Okay. <laughs> before, I mean, like, <laughs> um, yeah. I think if you are able to make that mortgage payment, then it's a good time to buy. Um, you know, we always are going to have either higher prices and lower rates, or higher rates and lower prices, and the balance is never going to be one-sided. So, um, if you are able to make that mortgage payment, then the time is right for you.
2: I have the like. I've been telling like the cheesiest like line for that, like. Marry the home day three. Mm-hmm. It's, everyone's like,
1: is it a good time to buy it? I'm like, I
2: mean, if you can afford it, yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're getting good value, like, uh, so yeah, that's.
1: Yeah, and, 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 that's the, and the, the reality is, still is the, the best way to build wealth and talking about the word community, that's where we are lagging and we are way behind. We become, uh, you know, we're all age, you know, homeowners state 10 years later in comparison to, you know, um, white, non-Hispanic um, household um, because of what I was saying, education. We just don't know where to go or where to get informed or go. Well, you know, if I need assistance to, to, to buy a house, where to go and get that information and assistance. So, you know, home ownership still is the best way to wealth build, to build wealth. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. so a kind of a, an interesting conversation with a lot of the first-time homebuyers that I have who a lot of them are curious about down payment assistance programs and all the zero down, you know, maybe those obstacles they're facing because, I mean, I tell you from the lending side, I mean, there's, there's no such thing as free money. And some of those down payment assistance programs, although they might get you into a house, then you have to look at long term can you refinance out of that? You know, what's the interest rate on that second mortgage because mm-hmm. you're using a second loan to cover the down payment, so that's going to have some costs associated. So it's always a, a balance, you know, it's is it worth it? I guess is, is the main question for those early home buyers, and you know, it's pretty big obstacles with the home prices and where they're at. I can I can see why people would be frustrated.
1: Yeah, A 100%. And I mean, the levels of inventory are super low. So, you know, it, it's, it's a challenge. But just know there are agencies again out there that can help uh, first time home buyers uh, look into Hacienda CDC and Portland Housing Center. So. They have resources available um, and many times uh, they don't have enough families that are knocking their doors to utilize those funds and those funds need to be utilized. So if uh, you want more information, feel free to reach out, Hacienda CDC and Portland Housing Center are the two agencies um, that probably do the the, the, the larger, larger chunk of uh, assistance for first time buyers. We'll
2: put that, we actually have an Instagram page as well. we'll
0: put
1: that
2: it's a good
1: uh, good thing to know
2: for first-time home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Get away from real estate just a little bit. Um, what do you like to do outside of real estate?
1: Well, it depends on the day. Well, I had yes, yes, like yeah. Well, I had two little dogs, um, Cavi and Malty, and I love taking them for walks, and you know. And I but then is one of my biggest hobbies. I also love to paint. My husband and I do a lot of, you know, you know, go and paint and have some wine. I like that a lot for the two reasons I like to paint and I like wine. Um, <laughs> you know, I like to read and I like to dance. What
2: kind
1: of dogs are they? They're a mix. Um, like cabbage is a mix of uh, kabapu, uh so it's a Cavalier, King Cavalier. Or King Spaniel, Cavalier Spaniel, and Poodle and a Bichon, so it's cava Puchon. And the other one, Maltese, a mix of Maltese and Poodle. Wow, that's where the name comes from. That exactly. See, I spent <laughs> years and hours and hours, and nights and nights, to come up with the name. So <laughs> uh, we're,
2: we're big dogs. <laughs> My one dog's name is Pop. P U P.
1: Oh. My wife
2: couldn't think of the name, so she's like, I'm just
1: going to call you Buck. Yeah. There you go. Or Chester. Or yeah. Couch, yeah. So i and Gabby, short for Gabriella, right? G A B I. And my first dog, uh, Gabby, is C A B I. And she was a Cava Bouchon. So, Gabby, 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 easy. <laughs> I think the next dog I have, I've
2: you got know, a way to, like, actually help name it.
1: <laughs> what is the breed? Okay, well, yeah. we'll be sure for
0: that. Yep. He's And there yeah. you have it. Uh,
2: well, the other – so Puff has, like, 20,000 names. Ooh. She's a Chihuahua. Oh. So we call her Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi. So cute. I'll show you photos later. She's... Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> she looks good in her unicorn costume. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but Yeah, you've got only oh, you. Yeah. Yeah, Your dog a does... little
0: firecracker dog. He's a golden retriever, border collie mix. Mm-hmm. And he He's, he's like a golden retriever, like sped up.
2: <laughs> Everything he does
0: is like times two. Uh, but no, he's a sweetie, and he has a lot of energy, and he keeps me very busy, which is good. It's actually I like incorporating him into all the phone calls I make, because mm-hmm. I find that if I if I'm walking, then I'm I don't know for some reason it's just better for my I, I do better talking on the phone when I'm walking. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, two birds, one stone, I can walk him around, he gets a little, a little exercise, and I get my phone calls done. And um, Yeah, he's, and he's great. He's, he's such a very intuitive little dog, and he's he's honestly way too smart. Little.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I just, it's odd all, it's all to me, like, uh, how happy they make us. Yeah. It's like uh, how much love and affection and devotion they give us. We are the humans.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we come. Um, I, I mean, it's... Back to the golf, it's like for golf you, you never have like a good you sometimes you don't have a good day on the golf course or like for real estate so have a good day like say like a showing disco, you come home, they're like, Hey, hey It's like they don't care like what's happening like, they're just there to like yeah. love on you. Yeah, I hear you. give me some treats, take me for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I, definitely yeah. uh definitely love love the little fur balls. Yes. Would you say that helps recharge you? With oh, a hundred percent,
1: and they are my therapy. And like God knows if if it wasn't because of them, I would be a <laughs> basket case. I <I'm> <laughs> a little bit of that already, um <laughs> but yeah, a hundred percent. They calm me down, and you know they are my my. I mean, my kids are so old now; they are like oh they don't pay attention to me. So I need my dogs. <laughs> I don't have kids yet, but mm. probably
2: one day.
1: I I would put it this way: there is life before kids and life after kids. If there is in between. Oh boy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got married in August. So.
1: Congratulations.
2: <laughs> Thank you. And well, he just got married what? November months
1: ago. Congratulations! Yeah. Oh goodness! Now, Newlywed. Now. Newlywed.
2: Newlywed. Newly podcasters. Yeah. yeah.
1: Look at you! Huh? Great twenty twenty four. Congrats. It's
2: gonna be. I'm excited for the year. Yes. I know. Real estate, I think it's gonna start picking up.
0: It already feels like it is. I mean, it feels it like it's back from the holidays. Yeah, feels like a fresh energy to everyone, which is nice. And the you know. so weather's not helping
2: though. I was supposed to have an open house this weekend, and Saturday looks like some snow. So
1: I'm I, I in the same boat. Yeah. I think having a new property coming on the market, I'm like, uh, how am I gonna do that? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, we're gonna game time decision tomorrow.
1: But there, there we go. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah maybe we'll circle hot cocoa or something, or there you go. No, oh, there's a good hill. There. There's a good hill behind the house. Maybe we'll provide like sleds or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> there we go. Um, circling back on Nara, uh, I know it's a lot for buyers, but like for agents, how can an agent get involved with
1: it? So we we are like I said, very very new chapter we are always looking for talent and for people that really are passionate about making a difference in our community um, so um, you can reach out directly to me or you can go to our website red western oregon um, membership is only 49 dollars a year so it's very affordable uh, we are going to be doing a um, an event on April 10th and uh, we want to invite all the realtor community lenders and it's going to be very powerful it's going to be focused on us realtors what we need to know and how we had to you know, handle the changes that are happening in the industry. We will have a lot of talent that will be presented, uh, presenting with us. Oregon Realtors are going to partner with us and we are going to have Joshua Leonard who is one of the senior economists for the state of Oregon to present as well. Um, It's going to be on the uh, building for the Home Builders Association. Uh, We'll be providing light breakfast. So. more information to come up uh, with regards or coming up with regards to that event. But again, uh, you know, we are looking for volunteers, and just know that there is an opportunity in the in the future too. If you are really um, committed to our chapter volunteer and are here for the right reasons, that you can also be part of our board director. So, uh, looking forward to have more talent, really.
0: And are you going to be doing events in Southern Oregon as mm-hmm.
1: well? Yes.
0: Cool. I know we have some listeners down there, so have to plug that for them.
1: Yes, Medper, we are coming coming your way uh, July. Oh. July 25th, big event. Awesome.
0: Oh. So you have a pretty
2: big uh, board of directors right now. I mean, I know it's so
1: new. But. We have 12 people in our board of directors. And uh, for, you know, personal reasons or, you know, business, family, what you have, I, I do anticipate to see some changes soon. Um, with that there will be opportunity for people to to really involve If you want to have a leadership position however if your time is not such that you can commit to that there is always opportunity and i'm looking at the two of you for you to volunteer as well or to become involved with our chapter we are always looking for partnerships uh with you know their um lenders that companies uh inspectors because there is so much work that needs to be done and i think um Uh, the changes that are happening in the real estate industry, we we really need to be um, working together so we can all stay in business.
2: Yeah. Team effort out there. Yes. I know it's an individual job. I mean, when you're in a transaction, you're with the
1: team, with the listing agent,
2: trying to get the same thing done. Listing
1: agent, lender, inspectors, escrow company, you name it, we are in the same team. I mean, our goal is the same, which is to help. Exactly. Mm Beautiful. Yes.
2: So with our show, uh, we try to kind of gear towards the first-time homebuyers. What advice do you have
0: for a first-time homebuyer? Just brand new, out of college. A lot, get of our, a lot of our listeners are first-time homebuyers, so we try and give some advice just for, yeah. for them.
1: Well, I mean, always you need to start by getting the information from the professionals. I think many times is, oh, so and so told me such and such, so and so has such experience, so and so wrote offers and they didn't get accepted, so and so this and that. Begin asking questions to the experts. Um, there is a process, of course, like, like for almost everything, you have to start from somewhere. So reaching out to a lender, a local lender, a lender that has. Reputation or a local realtor, a realtor that has reputation, sitting down for a consultation, looking at what the plan is. Your, 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 yeah, your plan for one year, two years. I mean, looking at your whole financial situation to know where to start and how to help you um, is necessary. You are not going to be, you don't know where you are until you just sit down with someone and that someone can take you through through a process. Even if you are not ready to purchase it this year, but at least that professional person, that lender, that realtor will help you and guide you and tell you, you know, you will be ready in six months to 12. So it begins by, by educating and getting the education from the right sources. Don't trust H G T V Yes, or don't and don't go, Oh yeah, I got pre approved by uh, a ABC, uh, company online. <laughs> no, yeah. don't do that, please. I've had a few
2: clients do that. Yeah. Like, you know
1: this is not pre approval, right?
2: And
1: I she's know. Like, no, it is, it is. I'm like, oh. And then I call the company like, yeah, no. No, it's yeah, I know. And I like it too. To to be really a strong pre approval it has to be someone that did you submit any paperwork? No, they just did it based on their calculations on mine and you have a pre approval. Reach
2: out to Jamal.
1: <laughs> yes, it's not a pre approval. Yes. Uh, and especially in this industry, really counts, in, like you said, we, we are a team. I mean, people know, like, if you have a pre approval from ABCD and you're writing up an offer having that ABCD lender, and then you have here where a colleague from Fairway pre approval, who do you think is going to be more believable?
0: Yeah, it actually ties in perfectly to what we were talking about our last episode with our guest who was uh, on the operations side. And so she was talking about, she's been in the industry for 20 or so years and on the mortgage side. And she was talking about how important that pre approval is from loan officers a lot of the times. Um, it starts, that's where it all starts. And, you know, sometimes you have to be just really good at collecting all the necessary documentation, analyzing it correctly. And if that's where it all I mean, that peer approval is so important. So yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, go on in. Should we go to our favorite question? Yes, we should. <laughs> you do it. All right, so we have a question we ask all of our guests, and that is, uh, what? what is your cocktail of choice?
1: Oh goodness! Well, it depends on the season, right? <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> okay. it for winter. All right, so we're in the winter, so more likely it's gonna be Versailles. Um, You know, kind of, you know, wine. Yeah. Uh, getting into the summer, uh, well, I like uh, margaritas are good, uh, sangrias pretty good. Uh, I don't know, winter like uh, also in like Moscow, Moscow's are good during the winter, so good. Martini. Do you have a
0: rosé that, uh, like, specific place you like it from?
1: I like it from Earth, uh, Earth. Uh,
0: oh yeah, uh, Eire.
1: I think so. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They have a tasting room just down the street from me.
1: They're awesome. I know. Love So it. that's my wine. I probably get my research six bottles at a time.
0: Uh, that's actually that's the wine we had at our wedding.
1: <laughs> <I'm so laughs> really? yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> right? yeah. It's pretty amazing. So yeah. And uh, I like to drink my wine with ice. I seem maybe yeah. some of, um, you know, sprinkler water. And yeah. just because that way you feel like you're not drinking. Yeah, well. i
0: so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Somehow in my mind, it's not as bad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey,
2: as long as it's in your mind, you're <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we went to a bar yesterday for a little, like, We both ordered sodas. So, there we go. The bartender's like,
0: uh... (laughs) Neither of you want to be in a bar.
1: What is wrong
2: with you, (laughs) right? Yeah, that
0: was 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 a first
2: for both of us, maybe. Maybe not. Yeah.
1: That was... Oh gosh. Well I, I had to tell you that I, I'm really enjoying this conversation. You're so you know, energetic. Like <laughs> we, that. we appreciate like, you coming exciting. on. I, this was uh
2: like I said, I was really excited for this one. Oh, um, thank you. I think what you guys are doing is amazing.
1: I think more people
2: need
1: to look into it. A hundred percent, and you know, it's, it's like I said, to become a member, it's only forty-nine dollars. We are now at Western Oregon. To go to our website or you know, reach out to me directly, I will be more than happy to talk to you and send you more information. Yeah.
2: We'll have to, uh, so add our team at Opt where a team. Mm-hmm. We'll have to. I'll have to talk to my principal broker. It'd be interesting
1: to have you come by, program. Are you gonna hear me, Drew? <laughs> Drew, Gabriella here, do you hear that? <laughs> I'll, I'll put a word for Drew. I think I think it'd be
2: great for our team to, to learn about this. I,
1: know. I think so,
2: yeah, We have sure. a wide range of agents on our team, so this would be, this would be perfect. Wonderful.
1: Um, yeah. And then also involved um, um, with the, this is PMAR and Oregon Realtors, so I get to see Drew once in a while. So Drew, are you hearing me? <laughs> 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 Drew's great. Oh, well, Drew, everyone knows Drew. Yeah, yeah, everyone I know like, yeah, we're Drew. Yes.
2: So. Yes. But hey, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time today.
1: My pleasure. I know
2: there thank was a little so bit much. of traffic with the cold weather coming in,
0: but yes. we made and it. appreciate you and all of your insights, and I think this was, this was awesome. I had a great thank time. You.
1: Thank you. Listening. Thank you for the opportunity and us. Uh, Stay warm, everybody.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, but, we'll see you guys happy next Happy Thursday,
1: week. bye. What's
0: this one? <laughs> it. So how did it go, my friends? That was perfect. That was awesome. Well, thank
1: you. Thank you, thank you so much for able to do this. Oh, hundred percent,
2: hundred
1: percent. It went by so fast. But... It's
2: it's, uh, it's With long. a.